All right. Failure apparently gets you promoted nowadays in the Biden administration. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. Podcasts is available. Podcasts are available. Let's let's get the you know, let's get the grammatical correctness here. Are available on the free Odyssey app and wherever podcasts are made available to you as well. Okay, you'll notice that I never give out financial advice. Do you know why? Because I'm not a financial guru. I am not. But my first thought would be that if you take a private company that was basically purely built by American taxpayer dollars, if you drove that into the into the mountain, if you flew it into the mountain, if you if you, I mean, if, if it goes into bankruptcy, the person that takes this, that is flying this plane, that's running this company, he's probably not the most qualified advisor on economic or fiscal and trade issues, unless the guy that's hiring you is Joe Biden. Enter Gareth Joyce. Gareth. I've never heard that name before. It sounds like something you would hear at medieval times, doesn't it? He was, well, I, I guess, is it, I guess he was the CEO of Proterra. Now, the reason I looked into this is because I got this text the other day, or yesterday. Actually, I got two of them, two or three. Some of you guys saw the an electric bus. I don't know how many electric buses Greenville has, but apparently an electric bus that Greenville has was being towed yesterday. <laughs> and, you know, I, I love me some EV stories. So I decided to look into this. Well, this, you know, it gets better. I mean, I, I don't, I haven't got any data yet on that Greenville bus, but uh, Gareth, he got $8 billion dollars Proterra got $8 billion given to it by the federal government. And this past summer, they declared bankruptcy. Now, don't worry. Gareth doesn't have to worry about paying the light bill because he still works on your dime. Because Biden has decided to hire the most incompetent, unfit, and clownish cabinet in American history. And just look at Sam Britton or Corinne Jean-Pierre or Richard Levine or whatever he goes by today. Gareth sits on what is known as the ITA or the International Trade Administration. <laughs> and uh, we get this from the Washington Examiner. Under the International Trade Administration, the group advises the president of government policies and programs that affect U.S. trade performance, promotes export expansion, and provides a forum for discussing and resolving trade-related problems among the business industrial agricultural, labor, and government sectors. Now, if I had a terrible idea and somebody floats me $8 billion, you understand, of course, that I could, uh, I could make this thing work, no matter how bad the idea is. I could make it work for $8 billion. I could find a way. I mean, what are you buying where you blow $8 billion? I mean, unless you're buying green energy nonsense. I mean, 
Why would any company do business any other way if they could get away with it, right? I mean, everybody's always talking about, don't spend your money, spend somebody else's money. Well, if I were permitted to keep the money I earned and invested in ventures of my choosing, I would never sink my hard-earned money into a venture that sold something that has to be recharged that could, if, if a rock hits it the right way, it burns up like a white phosphorus candle. They also are not very good in extreme heat or extreme cold. So that means these are only going to work in California where it's been getting cooler. So, <laughs> and like we saw yesterday here in Greenville, they, 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 we, we have a lot of out-of-commission vehicles. And that whole readiness thing, that's a, that's a thing when we're talking transportation because uh, extreme cold and extreme heat, that's just regular temperatures. You know, it gets into the teens here in the upstate. It gets into, you know, as we go into North Carolina, it gets colder. We get more snow. As we go south, it gets a little warmer. But, I mean, hey, you could, what they refer to as extreme, I mean, where these things would actually work is in this little itty-bitty 27-degree range, 59 to 86. This is where they're going to run best. Um which that means they don't work here. That means they don't work anywhere else for the most part. And Proterra's demise specifically presents like Solyndra under Barack Obama. But thanks to a criminal and unconstitutional tax code and corrupt politicians, you don't get any say whatsoever in where they invest your money. But this is the modus operandi of the establishment. Jackass and elephant alike. Running political popularity contests while you foot the bill. Would you be excited to know that Proterra was once recognized by the World Economic Forum as a technology pioneer? Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Right now, the leftists have us, don't they? They just got us. And I'm telling you, that, that doesn't mean nothing for them to have us. I mean, it's one thing to get a hold of us. It's quite another to uh, actually hang on. That's their problem. That's their problem. And, um, you know, economically speaking, it's just, I mean, a, 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 uh, if you look at things, you can say to yourselves, well, capitalism is so good that despite all of the shenanigans going on, I still am able to exist somehow. Now, certainly, <clears throat> nobody's in the best position they could be in. But it is a testament to the resiliency of capitalism That it's still working. And they're trying very hard to take that away. Make no mistake about it. They're trying very hard to take that away. And I mean, all the things right now that we're complaining about, the prices of everything that's going on out there, and all the things they're trying to hurt us into, like, say, I don't know, uh, uh, electric vehicles. Despite all of that, we've, we've been able to buy some electric vehicles. Some people have bought them. 
I'm being asked on the text line how much does how much of the green money makes its way back to dem- democratic donations. You know, I don't know, but if you're taking eight billion dollars and the company still goes bankrupt, I would have to say that there's probably not a lot of foresight in what's going on as far as uh, where that money would go. They're probably thinking, well, we'll just be able to we can sustain this forever. Sure, sure, but. The economic prosperity of the United States is subject to sacrifice, and that's why Joyce has a place in the Biden regime. Because he's a good guy, and he thinks like we do. We're the left. We've never grabbed hold of anything that we can't destroy. You want me to show you what I'm talking about? Just give me anything. I'll run it into the ground. One of the miscalculations the left made was now they're showing themselves to be exactly the opposite of what they say they are. And I mean, there's a lot of recent examples on this. And uh, because I'm just so, I'm so accommodating, I'm going to be the one to illustrate some of those for you. So, this is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right. You there now? I I am here now. Yes, sir, I am. Yes, <laughs> sir, be, I am. I was doing a I was doing a great don't be cutting introduction. Them commercials in on me like that. I, well, I, it, I, they were cutting in on me too, man. I, I, I was I, I was doing a really good introduction. I find it very entertaining that you have a is that a Kodiak bear or a brown bear that's in the jewelry department? It's brown bear. Brown bear. Yeah, Which I, the difference not, between a Kodiak a bear and a brown bear is just where they're at in in Alaska, right? The, the Kodiaks yeah, yeah. are they the closer Kodiak to the shoreline? From, yeah, the Kodiak. No, the Kodiak bear comes from Kodiak Island. It's the same as a brown bear, right? They just come off Kodiak Island, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, that's the only difference. That one I got um, came from Coal Bay. So here we are. Is deer deer season is in swing, isn't it? Deer season is wide open. Yep, I saw a buck chasing a bunch of does in a cow pasture this morning on the way into work. Right. Sure did. Now, just out of curiosity, when I was stationed at uh, Fort Polk, Louisiana, uh, there was a lot of opportunistic hunters in the housing area where you would hear, I'd, I'd be going out there going, home sweet home, and then I'd hear a rifle shot, and then I'd hear a garage door slam as somebody dragged the deer into the garage. Um <laughs> <laughs> When it when it when it's deer hunting season, are there designated areas that you have to go to to hunt? Or if you are a deer hunter with a license and you saw those buck chasing the does, could you get out there and say, "Well, I could no. be fifteen minutes late to work"? No, you have to. You can. There is public land that you can hunt on. Um, there's not that much of it anymore. It's getting. There are so many people moving into this area that a lot of the hunting areas are. You know, going away, but no, you can't hunt on private land. No, that was private land. I was, I saw this morning, and I'm sure somebody has the rights to hunt there, but not me. Yeah, it's um, you can you can only hunt where you have permission or right. on public land during the right season. So, so, so you with, better with, pay with, attention, or the game warden will get you. Yeah, I was that was going to be the so DNR now. 
during the during this time, I, is DNR is there an increased presence of DNR out there? Oh yeah, they're probably out and about much more in in, in different places too. You know, they're they're not hanging around the um, the dove fields as much as they are around where the deer hunting's going on now. Probably, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I never been a DNR guy, but yeah, those guys they're smart guys. They know where to be. So if I'm a guy and I, I, I want to try deer hunting for the first time and I've got a few things already, but I need my gun. So I come to Dewey's Pawn Shop. What, where are you going to steer me to if, for a pretty decent gun for somebody that is new to this? Not new to shooting, just new to deer hunting. Well, we're going to talk to them and, and see how much experience they have. Um, is there something specifically they've used before and they liked it and they want to go with that? A lot of different variations, you know, automatic, you know, semi-automatic rifles, bolt-action rifles, single-shot, lever actions. You know, we're going to talk to the customer and get an idea of what, what they want, and then we'll make a recommendation, and we'll then we'll settle on the caliber for them, and then we'll mount a scope on there if they want one. If they're getting a gun with open sights and they can shoot open sights, that's really great. Yeah. They'll be ready to go, you know. But, yeah, we'll, we, we talk to them, and try to figure out where they're hunting, what kind of hunting they're going to be. If they're going to be doing dog drives, you know, that if you're doing that, you're going to use a shotgun and buckshot, you know. So it's a lot of, a lot of different ways to hunt deer. But we'll, we'll figure out what they're going to do, and then we'll fix them up. So what is the uh, most common way here in, around? Like I, I know down Highway 25 towards uh, Greenwood, yeah. That that's most like fertile ground for that. What what's are most people getting most up in deer stands? Most of the around here, they they don't run dogs in a tree stand or a, some of them have ground blinds, and usually they'll use a rifle. Um, that's the most common is a bolt action rifle with a scope mounted on it. Um, anywhere from two forty three, you know, to three hundred. There's there's the calibers people like to use. A three three oh eight's a great middle of the road. Thirty out six, you know, two seventy. They've all been around forever and. You know they're well-proven cartridges that will do the job, and you know you just you can't go wrong. You can't blame it on the cartridge, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. But um, but yeah, we we got a lot of two seventies, thirty alt sixes, seven mags, three hundred, seven oh eights. I mean, we we still got a huge inventory. I, I can't believe that's all just the, at Dewey's. The probably the same at Traders, it. right? Yeah, yeah, they got a bunch of traders too. Yeah, yeah, they're doing the same thing we we've been doing all summer long. We've been buying gun collection after gun collection all summer long. So now with we traders down with firearms with traders over there. Now is there pretty good deer hunting in, as you go towards Spartanburg? Is there any good deer hunting that way? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of deer hunting going towards Spartanburg and and up towards the mountain areas. And in fact, I was actually in the mountains bear hunting yesterday. Up all went up up into North Carolina. But um, but yeah, there's a lot of good hunting up north. Sure. Now, uh, how big how big do the deer get around here, and how big do the bears get up there? Ah, uh, you get you get bears up there. People, I've seen people shoot them. They only 150 pounds, and then of course a guy shot one in. I think somewhere around Landrum a few years ago, it weighed 500 and something pounds. So there's there's some big big bears up on that North Carolina South Carolina border up there. But the the whitetail, you know, you get some big ones. There's people kill over 200 pounders. You know, in South Carolina, every year, but for the average, you know, your average buck here is probably only 140, 150 pounds, maybe. So I got I got a question on the text line uh, that they about concealed carry, which uh, you have the answers for those. Um, he wants a weapon that can handle getting dirty, which in a handgun I would always default 
to Glock, would you? Glock's an extremely durable gun. Yeah, it can take a lot of abuse and keep on working. That's true. For an auto, for an automatic, it is, it is known for taking a lot of abuse and still doing just what it's just supposed running, to do. running dirty, running, running wet. Uh, do you have any Tika six point five Creedmoor? I do not know. I got six point five Creedmoors out there. I know, and I got Tika rifles, but I don't know if I have that that exact combination out there or not. Although, the likelihood that you have it is probably pretty high, considering that's pretty good. Yep. Yeah, give, pretty, give it call. call over either you or traders. Yeah, call over to call over here at the store four two two zero zero seven two, and they'll go down there and check. They'll tell you every six five creed more we got out there. That's the good thing about Dewey's. Dewey's has a lot of people on the floor at any given time. So if you call and you're looking for a gun, they're not going to tell you. Listen, you just got to come and check and see what we got in stock. Are they? No, we're going to help you out the best we can. We know something. I got a lot of customers that come from Charleston, Greenwood, you know, Abbeville. Um, you know, so they, they, you know, they don't want to drive that long ways for nothing. So we, we try to help you out the best we can, as fast as we can. Do you have any 25 auto solid points? I don't know that. I got don't twenty five hollow. I, I got twenty five auto ammo. We got something yeah. the other day, but I don't know if it was full metal jackets or if it was hollow points. But I do Maybe. have twenty five ACP ammo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, well, twenty five auto. I don't know how much how much damage could a hollow point make with a twenty five. I don't know. I've never used that caliber in any yeah, event. It's not going. It's not going to open up a whole lot. That's a you know not a, not really a fast bullet. But did you get a bear yesterday? Nope. Nope. Saw no. saw two two little ones. Um. One one but. One of them they said was about 225, and the other one they said was just a little under 200 pounds. So we let him walk. There's supposed to be a big one in the area, so we're waiting on him. Dewey doesn't go after a bear unless it takes a forklift to pick it up. <laughs> yeah, right, that's. I'm just going by what I see. Just going by what I see. Can't get no forklift in that area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, you're gonna have to go. Uh, next time you come on, you're gonna have to tell us a story of how you got the bear that's in the jewelry department. How you got that out. Because I've heard the story where it was. Uh, I want to hear the story how you got that out. That's the, that's the unsexy part of the hunting, isn't it? Once, once you've that actually made... That was a made... whole lot of backpacking right yep. there, yeah. Yep. That was a lot so, of backpacking. In any event. Listen, thanks for joining me. Dewey's Pawn Shop, Trader's Gun Shop on Wade Hampton Boulevard in, in Taylor, South Carolina. Same store. Same store, basically. Thank you for joining me, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Come see us. All right. I got, I've got examples for you when we get back. I brought the receipts. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. There's a saying that hypocrisy is the tribute that vice pays to virtue. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307.
Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. And podcasts are available on the free Odyssey app. Now, hypocrite knows that principles have a value. So, they hide behind words. It becomes a semantic thing. Even though they're doing something contrary to what they're saying they're doing. But what do you call it when they abandon the principles? Well, you would call it sociopathy, right? When they, when they forget about right and wrong, and they don't care about your rights at all. That's a sociopath. So, here's a list of things that changed on October the 7th, um, where, uh, you know, the, the, the whole Hamas thing has caused the left to abandon their talking points. And it would all be hilarious, but it's actually quite reprehensible. Like 2020, we heard that silence is violence. Well, now here we are. And we're being told people can't be expected to comment in every situation. It's okay to just keep silent, especially while events are still unfolding. Or, in 2020, if you're nitpicking small details instead of focusing on the big picture, you're doing so to avoid your complicity in atrocities. 2023, 40 babies weren't actually beheaded. 40 babies may have been killed, and some of them may have been beheaded, but that's not the same as 40 getting beheaded. Details matter. In 2020, we were told universities must proactively take a stand and speak out in opposition to racism. Academic freedom is a false concept used to enforce oppression. In 2023, we find out that universities need to maintain neutrality and ensure that they do not make any statements that jeopardize the principle of academic freedom. In 2020, we were told you must immediately and forcefully condemn any attack, even if investigations are ongoing. 2023, you can't expect us to release statements opposing an attack within four days. In 2020, people are responsible for their words, even if they're just working class teenagers in small towns. 2023, graduate students in the most prestigious university in the world are just kids. They can't be held accountable for statements they sign. This is council culture. 2020, believe all women. 2023, where is the physical evidence of all these alleged rapes? 2020, it's not enough to be non-racist. If you're not actively anti-racist, it means that you are in fact racist. 2023, how dare you question whether I support terrorists just because I haven't actively spoken out against Hamas freedom fighters. 2020, we don't get to tell people in affected communities how to deal with their pain in the aftermath of violence. 2023, it is Israel's responsibility to ensure that violence doesn't escalate. 2020, anything that disproportionately affects one group of people is oppression and must be condemned. 2023, settlers, a term that includes all Israeli Jews, are not civilians and therefore all valid targets for tax. See, here's the thing. You can't, it is, it is basically impossible to nail down what are the fixed values of a leftist. They're, they're, they're floating. They revolve around objective truth. Well, ours do. You know, like boys are not girls, right? And we believe in the virtue of biblical faith. 
and the nuclear family and the Constitution. All of their values are all based upon whatever is perceived to be anti-American, whatever is perceived to be anti-biblical, anti-Semitism, anti-white racism, hostility to the family, a reverence for sexual deviance, and because those all represent political goals. They will say and do anything to achieve these goals. So right now, while they're making all these U-turns regarding everything they've said and did the day before, so be it. This is not actually hypocrisy. It's cognitive dissonance, and it's not something for which they'll ever apologize. It's just practical for them. As Winston Smith did in Orwell's 1984, they'll memory hole any value in fact that interfere with today's needs. Today's needs is the primary thing. So what was true yesterday is not true today. Nothing. Reality, truth, loyalty, love, decency, morality, none of that is going to interfere with what we They lie with fluency and they gaslight with aplomb. And, uh, this attack, this Hamas attack, while it was, it was never intended to be this multifaceted a thing that it is turning out to be, it is quite the eye-opener at the moment. This reveals that the left, while they're out there calling you the MAGA cult, they're the sociopathic cult. They really, that's why they're calling us a cult. They're projecting. So if you're a leftist, if you vote Democrat, if you're a progressive, not if you're a liberal Democrat, because those don't actually exist. They don't exist anymore. They're not liberals. They're leftists. They're progressives. They're Marxists. They're communists. They're totalitarian and they are fascist and they're racist and all of those things. If you, if you don't want to be any of those things, you need to leave the cult. You need to leave the sociopathic cult. I don't know. Now, one of the things that particularly irritate me is, uh, the part where right now college students are expected to be able to say whatever they want and get away with it. I saw a very interesting debate among people, a bunch of people we would say are on our side the other day about this. And uh, I'll let you know. what I'm going to let you know what I think about this. Uh, and that when we get back, uh, this is News Talk 98.9 WORD. There's this debate that is, uh, I just saw this on Twitter, and I don't, I don't actually use Twitter. I had to read about this. But this is between Megan Kelly, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Candace Owens, where Ramaswamy and Candace Owens think that college students are still kids. Now, Candace Owens is coming from a place where she, as a younger woman, she was sort of leftist because that's, you know, that's where things are. And a lot of people do this. A lot of people are leftists as they're coming up because they're kids and they're being indoctrinated and all these things. And, um, well, uh, then they, then they change when they get out to the real world, when they own something. Now, the fact that we had people on our side going at each other in a very public way, I found that interesting 
in the first place. But here, here's the thing about this. Now, Candace Owens, her point on this was um, they probably, the, the kids that signed on to these trendy letters, because that's what it is, it's trendy. In the same vein that young people will get out there and say, I haven't tried the Tide Pod Challenge yet. In that same vein, they're saying that it is trendy to get out there and, uh, you know, promote Hamas. And uh, that's not trendy. That's not trendy. But here's the thing. Everything, and I mean, this happened to me. When I was in the military, when I joined the military, I joined the military at 23. And at a certain point, depending on what clearance you're going for, you're going to be interviewed by the FBI. And when the FBI showed up with me, they laid something, a bunch of stuff in front of me that I did not, you know, I had really tried to put behind me. And it wasn't anything criminal or anything like that, but it was one of these things where you could very easily be put on some sort of a list if they had actually existed at that time. So um, this, this idea, and I don't agree with Candace Owens, and I'm not a big Megyn Kelly fan, okay? Megyn Kelly thinks that this is... Uh, you know, this is this is something that disqualifies them for a bunch of stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of have to. Th I've seen that a lot of these companies are not hiring these kids now. They're getting out there and they're saying, well, if you signed on to this letter and they're they're calling these these uh, these universities trying to find out who is a member of the organization that signed this letter. But I mean, this is a consequence of being in an organization. Just ask everybody that's in a union. Do you think 100% of all the union members that are out there are absolutely blue leftist crazed, you know, progressives that are out there? They're not. They're not. There's a lot of them that become union members because you have to join the union to, to work there. Right? This is their trade. They want to work there. Okay. And you can sit back and say, well, Bill, I would just hold back on a, uh, uh, a whole thing, uh, I, I I would prefer a, uh, you know that uh, you know it not be that way. You you can do that all you like, but it's uh, you know that's not the way it is. It's never so. I think these college students that are, that are they're cognizant enough to know what they want to do with their future. They're also cognizant enough to know that they can mess it up. Right, they are cognizant enough to know this if they're smart enough to go to college. I never went to college. I don't know how smart you have to be to go to college. I did go. I did join the U.S. military, and I went through a bunch of schools with them. And I, arguably, my time in the military has got to be worth something. Um, and I learned a lot of things that uh, they don't teach in colleges. And uh, so I, I would think there was some sort of value to it. But having said all of that, uh, everything that I have done in my past haunts me to this day. Some of you that know me personally, you know a lot of detail. Because I'll share some things with people that know me personally. And, I mean, we all have this in our background. We all have something that we did that we wish we did not do. That's where these kids find themselves today. So they don't get a pass on this. They want to come back into civilized society. They need to demonstrate now. What a lot of these kids do is as they're coming up, they come to this moment of realization where they go, wow, a lot of my, a lot of my beliefs were stupid. And I did some things when I was stupid, and now I need to do some things to make up for the past harms I have caused. And this is how life works.
And like any other leftist idea, the idea that we just give them a simple pass because of their youthful exuberance is just not going to, it's a terrible idea. No matter how much a leftist sins, they never suffer. And without consequence, there's no learning. You know, like that college professor that held a machete at somebody's neck. And I think she got a job. Anyway, she got a job. Because she's a leftist and she was doing a leftist thing. And they suffer no sins. They never lose a job. They're never subject to public censure. And if they don't learn nothing, they're not going to change. So... That's why they've got this set of rules in place that you can do whatever you want and everything is forgiven and no, no consequences whatsoever. That has got to end. Back in about 22 hours. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. <laughs> 